Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Another big episode of the number one Greyhound Racing podcast in the game. It's Greenlight on Premier Racing time once again. Another big week in the world of Greyhound Racing. Prelude to the Melbourne Cup underway. And we're looking forward to a big night of Greyhound chasing from headquarters in Melbourne Sandown Park from this Thursday night. I'm riding solo on the podcast this week. We're going to catch up with, uh, with Young Gun. Rising star in the media world, Mitchie Abaya. Great to uh, to have him on the pod and and get to know the great man as he is just rising through the industry so so very quickly. Run of the week, straight off the top run of the week time, and we're looking from last Thursday at Sandown Zohar Bale. This was an enormous effort over the the five ninety five on a wet track. He looks to be something pretty special to Zohar. Bail. And the green light is on. Lua rolls. They're set. Racing. Dusty Burbsky jumped well from out deep. Good speed underneath it, though. From on the inside, stay strong and elusive fly. Right there, cash it in. Dusty Burbsky up to fourth. Clear then of Zohar Bale. Back behind them, so to success. And last of all was Master the Art. Down the back, it's Stay Strong, the leader. Out by two. On cash it in. Off the track, Dusty Burbsky gets to third around Zohar Bale, who's railing home. Behind them was so to success. Around the turn, the leader was Stay Strong. Cash it in. Zohar Bale. Zohar Bale burst through it. And won a big win. Second stay strong. Cash it in third. One of the best the 595 metre runs in the rainy conditions. I think you'll see that. Zohar Bale had no right to win. Uh, early trouble. Caught up in traffic. Lost ground mid-race. Wet conditions. Everything against Zohar Bale in that race. Yet was able to just thread the needle late. Chase so hard. That was a... An enormous run and, and on those sections could be a, a potential star stayer in the making. So an exciting run from Zohar Bale. Thursday's preview. From Zohar Bale to finding 12 winners at headquarters this Thursday night. That is the task ahead. Race 1 at 6.55. The Geelong to Sandown final to kick it off. Race 1, I'm tipping number 6. Good chat. Wispy on top. I think has the speed to come across and lead and uh, if good chat whispy can lead, can be hard to beat. Race two, I'm going for extravagance. Just consistent form over this type of distance range should be hard to beat there. Race two, I'm tipping at number four. Race three, I'm going number three. Tick along flyer. I think this greyhound stepping up to 600. First go this trip, the distance a query. Uh, I just think can get to the front early. Uh, first go over the middle distance and, and maybe run them along. So tipping number three. Race four on with seven, quick smart. First go 600. We saw what this greyhound did to them over the 500 a few runs ago. Is as quick as any around. And uh, given that quick smart can begin here, should be able to run the arms off the clock. Race number five, I'm going to Mapunga Warrior. Uh, he will need a bit of luck, but I think he's drawn to get that luck and he should be strong at the end. Race six, I'm going to Keen. He was a good run in wet conditions last time. Racing really honestly, so I think he's a genuine contender. You'd probably like to see him go a little bit more forward 
uh, than what he was last time. Over then to race seven, one of my better bets on the each way here. He's no slouch. He's just racing in such rich form. He won the Waterloo Cup. He's a, a good hard chaser. He's strong. He rails. And I think he ticks a lot of boxes here. So happy to play race seven, number three, one of the better bets of the night each way. He's no slouch. Race number eight, the uh, the fast class free for all. My best bet of the night here, Zippy Tesla. Just uh, a gun chaser as fast as any around once he gets going. And I think the red's going to lead. Two's going to sit second. And, and Tesla's going to get a beautiful run through. So he's drawn absolutely perfectly. He'll get the gun run. And I think he'll be too good when the whips are cracking. Race eight, number three, my best bet of the meeting. Race nine, I'm tipping two, Francis Benali. Race 10, I'm going with five, Cyber truck he's just got huge potential huge ability when he gets it all right race 11 on with one specialty and race 12 the last i'm dipping sunny bokai number seven the wide runner drawn perfectly we're going to have a chat to mitchy abaya whose father tony abaya is amongst ownership of sunny bokai in just a moment hunters punting club well for the uh, the punters punting club uh, i'm going to go $5 each way on He's No Slouch, number three in race seven. And race eight, I'm going to go with $20 each way on Zippy Tesla. I'd be almost confident enough to have some kind of little each way multi going in in between those two greyhounds because I do think they're going to, to hopefully both get the job done. Inside Info. So it's inside info for Sandown Park Thursday night Greyhound Racing and I am very, very excited to announce our special guest on this segment this week. It is a bit of a rising star when it comes to the media world. I wouldn't even call him a rising star. I'd drop the rising and just call him a star. I speak of Mitch Bayer and he's on the line raring to go. Mitchy boy, how are you, brother? Very well, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, a rising star. I've uh, only just skimming the surface, but uh, no, it's a privilege to be on. Hey, mate, uh, skimming the surface. I think you're just being a little bit uh, modest there. There's uh, a couple of things happening. You're doing plenty of work with uh, with SEN Track. If we uh, we want to hear Mitchie Abaya on the radio, how do we go about it? Yes, doing a little bit of work with SEN Track uh, on three nights a week, Sunday, Monday and Thursday, and the privilege to be with Jason Bonington uh, steering the ship for those three nights. But no, we're on uh, between 6 and 10 on Mondays and Thursdays, and we've even had a new feature on a few of the shows, which has been fantastic. And then obviously Sale Sundays, uh, sponsored by the Sale Boys, Rob Popplestone, Petey Johnston, and that's between 6 and 9, the new uh, time slot now. So uh, three nights a week, it keeps me busy, and I absolutely love it, to be honest. It's a great format. Hey, I'm not sure we can release this as a bit of an exclusive. Uh, I'm not sure we can mention, but there's some exciting things, I guess, for the future for you, Mitchy Boy. Are we able to say anything around that, or is it just a matter of us holding out and waiting to see where we're going to see the Peacock in action? Uh, it's a oh, it's a little bit of a secret, but uh, I did a little bit of work, little bit of work for uh, Sportsbet on uh, Friday up at uh, the Bendigo Cup, and obviously bumped into you up there. Obviously running the uh, punters club and and winning. Did a bit of, yeah, yeah, did a great uh, did a great job and had a good night. It was a really good night up there. But yeah, I no, did a bit of uh, work for them. That was the first night, uh, hopefully of many, and what is going to be a fruitful relationship with Grand Racing Victoria Sports Bet. So. Um, yeah, excited, and I think the industry is going in a, a really great direction. It's exciting times, mate, for the industry, as you say, and, and very exciting times for you. I, I want to just learn a little bit about you. For the, the listeners that don't know you, I've known you for a long time, mate, but uh, for those who don't know Mitch Abaya, 
Where where did the love of greyhound racing come from, and, and how long ago was that? How long ago did you get in, involved in the great sport? I've uh, been involved in it, obviously, 28-year-old now, but uh, probably since the uh, early, very early days, I would have been, geez, one or two, and Dad used to take me down to his mate's farm, that being Jeff Bate, uh, the brother of Graham, one of the uh, greatest trainers that have gone around. And uh, he used to take me down and virtually throw me amongst the wolves. Uh, <laughs> literally. So going, uh, yeah, literally going to uh, play with the pups. And I uh, fell in love with them. used to go down once a week and um, used to be a good way to get amongst the, the farm life, I suppose. used to live only in Berwick and uh, didn't have any dogs back then. But uh, it got to a stage where I was probably just starting to understand what it was all about, greyhound racing and times and um, the, the likes of, obviously, certain dogs. And um, I, I ran into – we used to run into the dailies. We used to go to their trial track all the time and um, had a good relationship with them. And um, I started doing a little bit of work with the dailies and – uh, found a love of a love of greyhound racing as well as a love of basketball. I know uh, George is quite passionate about the NBA, and uh, so we talk about uh, greyhounds and basketball quite often. But yeah, I found a love of the dogs, and uh, I think I'm I'm one that uh, has got a pretty good memory. So I used to try and memorise all the kennels in the kennel block, and um, I think that just stemmed into racing itself in times and uh, size and food bitches, etc. So uh, I said to Dad. Um, obviously, driving two hours down to Geelong every week was uh, was challenging. So, thought we'd bring some home and try and do it that way. And uh, probably haven't looked back since. Uh, obviously, the the driving was a bit of a trek. It was good to go and see Dad's mate, but um, I tell you, save a bit of uh, a bit of fuel going down there. But uh, yeah, got about probably fifteen to twenty dogs at home at the moment, and probably just uh, just interested in the breeding side of it, not interested in the training side of things. As I said, I know what the uh, trainer's lifestyle is like. It's obviously seven days a week. It's tough. There's a lot of travel involved. But uh, you've got to um, look up to those that do train dogs, but maybe one day, but uh, just the breeding side of things for myself and the old man at the moment. Well, mate, you've had some good success breeding and uh, and racing greyhounds with the old boy, and we'll, we'll touch on that relationship, being able to race dogs with your dad in, in just a moment. But here's the... Uh, the concluding stages of a race last week at Sandown Park of a greyhound that you own, named after you by yourself, uh, Peacock. Have a listen to this. Two in front, Noah Charles is second. Running on was Aston Tengi. Then came Nateo Bale, but Peacock is looking beautiful out in front. And oh. Peacock all the way over Noah What do you reckon, Mitchie boy? Dan Hibbert with uh, Peacock's looking beautiful out in front. Uh, effectively talking about you, I think, mate, between the lines. So uh, you must have enjoyed that win at headquarters. Yeah, I was actually uh, over in Bali at the time and uh, Trent Langscale sent me a message um, saying Peacock and sent the emoji through and uh, I was standing with the missus uh, in the lounge room and got the message come through and thought, oh, jeez, I was uh, I actually, I'm one that doesn't like to know the result of a race. I actually like to go back through Watch it. whether it's the, yeah, the fast track or, um, you know, the tab app and try and click on the full replay just to try and watch it as if it is live and uh, kind of of sport the party a little bit there but uh, yeah the old man shot me a message earlier on the day and said he's going to go out and watch him thought he was half a chance and um, yeah it was a really good win he's been a a very very good dog he's improved uh, out of sight uh, since changing uh, Dave Plumridge and uh, it's a good uh, it's not a bad name either the Peacock it was uh, given to me by Miles Fitzner on radio on SEN track and it seemed to have stuck and then Plummy just submitted the name without us even knowing and yeah it's uh, it's been a bit of fun. 
Hey, you uh, spoke just a moment ago about uh, your better half, Miranda. Um, I think we're all sort of sitting there thinking, when are you going to flop down on one knee, mate, and pull out the diamond ring? When When's that on the cards? Uh, not too far away, mate. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's done a mountain of work of late. Um, my uh, my better half and obviously whelped down three litters probably about four or five months ago. It was a, a tough old time, but a big learning curve. But gee, she's done it. She's done a really good job. And uh, without her, I would be in all sorts of strife. But uh, yeah, not too far away, mate. Yeah, mate. You've always been Don Bradman batting outside of your crease. I think they say <laughs> uh, batting above your average, something along those lines. Hey, you spoke a minute ago about your old man, Tony Abaya. The look, I've been lucky as well to be in a similar boat where I've been able to race dogs with my old boy, and and you know that that. That family bond of, of racing greyhounds, I, I think it's such a special thing. And um, it seems like there's so many people involved in greyhound racing, whether it be a you know a mother-daughter, a father-son, or, or whatever it might be. But there's something about greyhound racing that really can bring a family together. Oh, no doubt about it. It's, um, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, whether it's um, just that, you know, sharing the passion together. I, I think since we bred the dogs ourselves, it's probably grown that connection. and. In the past, we've bought greyhounds or, um, you know, watched mates' greyhounds go around. But I think once you see them, you know, obviously from a pup to a race dog, you put the effort in and you get to experience that together and obviously watch them race and hopefully win. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, experience. And, yeah, we're all lucky. We've had a, a couple of handy dogs. I wouldn't say super dogs. We've had a couple of city winners, but nothing uh, that really, you know, runs your 2905s or 2910s around Sandown. I've seen Mega Dossa won quite a few city races, and uh, yeah, he was pretty exciting to watch around, watch go around. And um, yeah, we're on it with the old man and need my brother. Then should I know to Sandown a couple of occasions to watch him as well. So um, yeah, it, it is pretty special. And I think that's what's so good about the industry that so many people get involved. Whether you whether you are owning them with mates or partners or family, I think that uh, yeah, it's just a great experience. Now, the old boy's not going to be happy, old Tony Abaya, because we want the inside word on his greyhound race 12, number 7, Sonny Bokai. Now, you're always chatting to him about dogs, so I've got no doubt you've got all of the inside info. That's the name of this segment. What are we expecting from this boy? He's a reckless wide runner, but I actually spoke to your old man today, and I I think the step up in distance was a smart move, because what it's doing, it's bringing him out either first or second, so he can just push to the outside in clear air. His last two runs at Sandown, I thought, have been, you know, well above average. Yeah, I've got a couple of points on this dog, firstly. uh, My old man, before he bought the dog uh, with a couple of his um, old footy mates, he said to me, uh, there's... One of the blokes uh, is selling this dog, Sonny Boker. Can you have a look at him for me on Fast Track? Because obviously uh, didn't know the dogs, uh, the dog as well as I uh, did. And I uh, had a look through and I said, oh, yeah, he's not a bad dog. He runs uh, relatively wide, but he can put it all together. And uh, he said, do you reckon I should buy him? I said, oh, oh, it's up to you. You know, go ahead. I wouldn't be jumping out of the jumping out to buy him. But uh, yeah, go ahead. And I tell you, when he come out and uh, blew him away first start. He did. So, uh, the old man knows a little bit more than I do. And uh, the other thing you mentioned there was a raging wide runner. Well, uh, when people mention that, <laughs> the old man and uh, Jenny thought the trainer, they uh, they kind of get sick of it because every time they go to the track, they say, oh, your dog's going to wipe us out today. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they get too excited when, uh, you know, he draws an inside box and what they're going to cop uh, pestering from all the people. But, uh, no, he's drawn beautifully tomorrow. Um, uh, box seven. I think the only danger is the pink. I think it's got a little bit of early toe. Went five ten early with about two or three starts back, but it looks a very winnable race. Uh, I think the step up in trips has been fantastic. Jenny Thorpe's done a great job, and 
I thought his last two runs have been great. I reckon he'll get 600 uh, after a couple more 500s, but that looks his race. As long as the track stays nice and dry, I think that he, he needs it quite firm because he runs relatively wide. So obviously uh, the, the weather to, to, to be uh, quite fine to be uh, really nice. But yeah, obviously got to wait till the last race and, I think they'd be quietly confident his last couple have been great. Mm, mate, I'm reading between the lines and I sense there's a bit of confidence and, and funnily enough, I've tipped him on top as well. So hopefully Sonny Bokai wins the last and uh, we can all go home winners from uh, from Sandown Park. Mate, anything else happening as I let you go? What's the, the future hold for Mitchell Bayer? And if there's one race, mate, you wanted to win as, a, as an owner, maybe a trainer one day, what would it be? Um, I think it would probably have to be the Melbourne Cup. I know there's a lot of hype on... Um, your million dollar chase and the Phoenix, but they're all they're all novelty sort of stuff for me. I'm not really one that's into the you know the massive money sort of race. I know San, I know obviously the Melbourne Cup's worth quite a bit, but it's a race that's been around for a long, long time, and a lot of people you know aim to win that. I'm I'm one that gets excited whether I win a tier race, you know, a, a country race or a city race, and uh, I still think that, uh, and I've expressed this to quite a few people that those big races are all good and well, but uh, they're not. Then uh, they're the races that aren't going to keep the industry going. Um, they're going to draw attention to it, correct? But uh, unfortunately, a lot of us, probably like myself, will never ever have a dog that'll run in the Million Dollar Chase or the Phoenix. So uh, if I'm thinking uh, <laughs> straight down the line, I'd love to win the Melbourne Cup, but the chances of getting there, we can only dare to dream. But mm. uh, that is probably the race that I would love to win. And as I let you run, I think a lot of people, you've got a, a big following on the socials when it comes to, to tipping greyhounds. Can you give away any little secret, I guess, as to how you do your form? Are you one to sit there and just watch replays and look for a certain thing? Yes, I, uh, I love my replays. And uh, I think if you're going to do your form properly, you've got to go back and watch almost every runner uh, and their intricacies, whether they're wide runners, mad railers. I think that's the thing that sets it up for me. I'm one that looks for dogs that like to either run wide, that have drawn poorly, um, they're going to make the race for something else or they've drawn poorly in the past. They've wanted to push off the fence and they've finally got box seven or eight. So um, early speed, a lot of people go for early speed and you can understand why, especially Sandown Park. That is usually the place to be out in front. It's pretty hard to uh, get past that first turn when you're sitting about six or seven. But, um, yeah, if you can find those dogs that are going to get the clear running, whether that be having a wide runner uh, drawn outside it, giving it clear, clear air or... Uh, drawing outside the mad railer that's probably the uh, one little tip i would uh, suggest because and then that makes it a lot easier a great insight uh, chief we appreciate you coming on the podcast uh, make sure you share it out to all those millions of followers for us as well no not a worry at all mate you're doing a great job for the industry and uh yeah i enjoy listening in week in week out and i'll make sure to uh share it don't be uh don't be afraid to tune into SEN track and i'll give it a little plug for you oh, good on you mitchy mate uh, good luck on thursday with the old boys dog Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. And that's it. Another episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast done and dusted. I will be recording the Saturday night podcast at the Meadows after the Great Chase on Wednesday afternoon. So looking forward to catching up with Corey Smith, the great man in the flesh. Well, until next time, punters, as always, safe travelling, happy punting and stay safe.